Count us off, bro. Brendo, 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 the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and fun. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Oscar Olympics depression and funs. Brando. All right. <laughs> we just did that live. Well, welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm your brother. It's been a while. It's been too long. You've been busy. Missing in missing podcast. Why have you been missing podcasts? Depression or funds? A little of both. Are you depressed? Always. Yeah, what's going on? Well, I mean, I'm not going to live forever. Yeah. The world's still crappy. Yeah. We're still in quarantine. Still wage slave. But we, we have a good slice of, of the feudalism. I don't know. You're getting a new roof on the house. Yeah, but that that's like tension, though. Why? Because it. I mean, you heard it today. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like guys are falling off the roof. There was like one point, like <laughs> Lillian, like went down for a nap, and then it just got to like a comic level of like scraping. I was like, oh, the baby's asleep. Let's let's slowly scrape. Take the roof rake and scrape slowly. Can you feel that, listener at home? <laughs> this is this is the uh, that's the environment we're uh, thriving under currently. So we got a few days of this, so probably like a week, two weeks. You know how this stuff goes. If they say it takes a few days, it's gonna take a few weeks. If they say it takes a few weeks, it's gonna take a year. It's a money pit situation. Yeah, man. I feel like there's been people working on this house since we moved in. Yeah. We've had a few weeks of peace. It's it's mostly peace. What are we complaining? This is the podcast where we complain about homeownership. Welcome, welcome. Let's reset. Oscar Olympics, bro. This is it. 96. Yeah, this is the big best picture. We also have, if we have time... What is the Oscar Olympics, though? Well, we take... Four-year period of time. Take an Olympic epoch. So this being the years 1993 to 1996, a four-year period. Mm -hmm. And we Mm -hmm. award bronze, silver, and gold medals. To that four-year period, much like the Olympians. To the Oscar category. We do it with movies. Yeah. Now, question. Um, To be eligible for an Oscar Olympic gold, silver, or bronze medal... Does a film have to have won the Oscar that year? No. That sounds like controversy and fun. Yeah. I can't wait to get to it. Are we cool, though? Are we ready? Do we... I mean, are you tense? I don't know. I've just been having... I mean, it's been all right. Things have been all right. I miss podcasting. Um, we watched... We missed, like, one week. Missed a week. That's we watched it. the Royal Rumble... We there watched the, the Rumble, Super Bowl. We went skiing. I stayed home. We've had a. Did we do a podcast since we got back from skiing? No. Well, we should. I mean, so yeah. You went snowboarding. I did go snowboarding. Um, fans of the podcast may recall that I have uh, broken my neck snowboarding before, but did that stop me? No. Did you do any tricks? Um, I went over a jump and got my nose off the ground. Ah. But, you know, I was doing, I think I did a blue. That's good. I mean, I haven't snowboarded in 20 years. You used to be years. like a super good snowboarder doing all kinds of... I mean, I don't want to uh, exaggerate, but for a kid that grew up low-income-ish for most of my snowboarding years in San Diego, California... I did pretty good for getting up to the mountain. I joined Boy Scouts to get some time on the slopes. I went to ch- church ski trips just to hit the slopes and to praise God. Praise God right now. 
Praise God. Praise went God. to Brinehead, Utah. And Beaver, Utah. And Beaver, Utah. But, yeah. Uh, well, cashed in some dead dad money to get a ski trip or two in. Oh, yeah. I went to Colorado. That was pretty Not cool. Not just Colorado. Where in Colorado? Beaver Creek. The the fancy side of Vail. Like, that's no big... It was pretty fancy. They had a pool that you could swim out indoors, swim out this little, like, car wash flap, and you're outdoors. Yeah. To me, I thought that was the same way the internet, like, to remind us that the epitome of fancy living was Vianetta ice cream or Nescafe chocolate. To me... Oh my goodness, a hotel where you can swim from an indoor pool to an outdoor pool? That was, like, fancy. I remember we stayed at... I ate duck. I remember staying at the Omni Hotel in downtown. 11-year-olds don't need to eat duck. (laughs) And I thought it was fancy because there was a phone in the bathroom. Little did you know that you would spend most of your life in the bathroom on a phone. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, was on Facebook, a good comedian posted, uh, Andrew Slater, um, posted about how, uh, how much, how, how much text there is on the Dr. Bronger's bottle. I was like, should I, uh, watch The Irishman or read half of this Dr. Bronger's bottle? Great joke. But it reminded me how, like, I'm so addicted to my phone that, like, if I'm, like, sitting on the toilet and I don't have my phone, I, like, freak out. So, like, I'll grab anything to read. Like, I'll start reading the backs of labels. I'll start reading, you know, magazines that are, like, in the trash, depending on the bathroom scenario. <laughs> magazines that should be in the trash. Because if you're a magazine you're in a bathroom, your next step is the trash. Recycling, of course. When I say trash, I mean recycling. But uh, having a Dr. Bronger's bottle to occupy, you know, the, that last... 8 to 12 minutes it's there's enough content on there what I'm saying is read the Dr. Bronner's bottle I don't bring my phone in the bathroom anymore because of germs well I dropped my phone in the toilet once never again iPhone lost an iPhone in the Smodcastle toilet oh that's a good idea probably better for the balance and you don't do that thing like what did you just say one of your friends who shall remain nameless developed an uncomfortable butts situation because just sitting sitting spending too much time on the john yeah that too so i'm sure not bringing the phone in helps it was cool though because i ended up the iphone 4 was so new that i ended up like selling it because there was companies that were buying them for parts they could sell unlocked iphones and I sold it for more than I paid for it. So you sold your poopy phone? My poopy phone, yeah. Well, that's a delightful end to the poop content of today's podcast. Oh, speaking of poop content, we got a new bidet. Yeah. Whisper brand. So far, so good? It it doesn't heat up. Well, that's, the last bidet didn't. It just depends on your weird pipes, dude. <laughs> Next time you're in the bathroom, do a test. Like, run hot water in the sink and then go sit down in the bidet. I bet you'll get warm water. Hmm. That takes special plumbing, yeah. All right, well, let's let's do this. So we're going to do best picture because we also have another bonus category of special effects. I think we're going to be fine with best picture, I mean. Okay. You think so? I mean, we could we could always go back to talking about how sad we are. Yeah. I mean... Why do you fall asleep on the couch every night? Why do you fall asleep on the couch every night? Because I'm waiting for you to leave so I can have some alone time. What? I like to have alone time. But it's hard when your brother's passed out on the couch every night. What's your alone time? Being asleep? It's just kind of like the freedom to be like, oh, I could turn something on and not have to, like, read the room. I don't care what you watch. It's, it's, it's the idea of, it's, it's it's not you, it's any presence. Like, you know, I wait for my family to go to sleep. I wait for, you know, just time to, I don't know, read a book, 
by myself, but then there's this snoring brother in the corner, which is like being alone. And then you'll you leave. You fall asleep every night on the couch. So waiting, I don't know what you're waiting, about. waiting. Because I'm sorry I don't go to bed at super early. But you have a whole wing of the house. You you control the upstairs. That's where we are now. You I have your own bathroom. You have your own I like, TV, Xbox, uh, musical instruments. I don't have, have the whole TV toys. setup up here where I have all the streaming services. And I don't... I like watching movies on the bro. Well, I like, I like it too. But, you know, maybe we need a curfew downstairs. What? Yeah. We're instilling martial law. I don't like it. I like staying up and watching movies with you. I do too. So why are you kicking me out? I'm not kicking you out. I'm Just carving a, I'm carving a, a sliver... You need to read A Room of One's Own and think about your brother when you read this piece of feminist fiction. What? You need to read the feminist tome, A Room of One's Own, and think of your brother while reading this feminist parable. I don't understand... Well, I'm not asking you to understand. I'm asking you to listen. Don't want me to be downstairs? No. I'm just saying. Um, If it's like after midnight and you've been asleep on the couch for three hours... Yeah, I'm going to go upstairs. It's time for you to go upstairs. I've never not gone upstairs. Well, you're upstairs right now, and I would like you to go downstairs. You're being weird. I'm allowed to be weird. You've been in like a weird mood lately. What what does that look like to you? You're like really salty. Start fights with everybody. You're all mopey. Well, I've been trapped inside and separated from my art. So I'm trapped here too, man. It's hard. And then I'm double trapped, because even when I'm untrapped, like, I can't drive a car. Why not? I'm uninsurable. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could drive without insurance. That's not a wise thing to do. What are you going to do, live in fear? Okay, so you can pay the whatever fine it is. No one said that. You gotta weigh the risk. It's a huge, too big of a. It's not a risk I'm willing to take. Well, then you are captive by your own fear of risk. No, I'm just a smart person. It's not gonna get like his. You're a smart license. person whining about your fear. Ugh, fear is the mind is... killer. Let's get to the Oscar Olympics. No, people, people don't tune in for our Oscar picks. They tune in for the chemistry, for the realness. And here we are, finally being real after. A dozen episodes, and you want to run away to the comfort of the Oscar Olympics? That was you came up with the Oscar Olympics. It's a great format. It allows for lively discussion. It uh, uh, hits levels of nostalgia. We have a shared body of knowledge. Yeah, it's it's gonna get more intense. I mean, like we're gonna have to go through. What do we get to? Like ten picks. That's a lot of movies. Ten picks for what? They have like ten nominees starting in like 2000. Well, we just have to... We're not even there yet. We're in 96, bro. Take us there. What's going on in 96 it, for you as a human? Um, I failed my driver's test. Maybe that's why you shouldn't be driving. No, because it was in the van and I didn't really know how to drive that well. I feel like I gaslit you into being a bad driver for the rest of your life. It wasn't fun driving with you, that's for sure. And you used to, like, harass me constantly about my driving. Well, I was scared for my life. Because <laughs> I had a teenager who had failed his driving tests, life in my hands. I only, I'd failed it once, and it was not by, I only failed it by, like, a couple points. Do you know how you, it was in the van, and the van was a pain in the ass. Yeah, but you didn't have to take it in the van. Almost once. As soon as I took it in the 
Conda, it was fine. I passed by a landslide. And it was like a year later. I didn't get my driver's license until I was 17, and I had a job. Because mom wanted me I to... I got my driver's license when I had a fractured neck. Mom wouldn't let me get a... Like, I had to have my own car and a job. And, but mom helped... Mom paid for my car, mostly. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast. I was thinking about... You know what would be a good screenplay? When mom and I bought my car. I don't know the story of your car. I'm working on the screenplay. I can't even... I can't even begin to get into it right now, bro. It would derail this whole podcast. <laughs> we would we we wouldn't even get to the one. Toyota Tercel. No. Is, is that a good car? No, it like broke down like literally like the the weekend after like this like the thirty day off the lot warranty. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, that was like I bought a car in Wisconsin and like the whole bottom fell out of it because it was like salt rusted and you couldn't tell when we bought it. Like, mom had to spend, like, a bunch of money. Because I had paid for the car, but then, like, I didn't have any money to pay for, like, the repairs on it. She got in the shirt coat. Mom's amazing. I just gotta say that. Well, any, everyone knows that. She really saved my butt a lot. And car stuff. And credit stuff. and Both of you guys, I feel like both both of you and mom are, like... Missing the freedom of, of a vehicle. And it's like, I, well, I don't know how to... Is, is it my responsibility to restore that to you? I don't know how to do that. No, I'm just going to have to learn to live my life without a car, or at least for the next... I don't know how long accidents drop off your record. You're in Portland, Oregon, bro. It's Man, the, the ten years I lived without a car in the Bay Area were some of the best of my life. Not having to worry about a car is a gift. Yeah, but I got. It's gonna be a while before I want to ride public transportation. Let's get that vaccine. You're good to go. Yeah, but who knows when they're getting the vaccine, man? They can't even get. It's gonna be a while mom before we can even can get mom. Can sign up for the vaccine on February 22nd at around 9 a.m. That's good. Hopefully, that'll stay on target because they keep moving the goalposts. Yeah. Um. The 96, man. That's the year. We're also covering down to 93, which is an important year for our lives. Well, 93 was the year that Dad died. But there was... I mean, we should just jump to it. But that was a great year for movies. Let's talk about it. First thing, before we get to the gold medal match, we have to see who's going to make it out of the 1993 Olympic trials. Oscar Olympic trials. We have um, Schindler's List, which was the winner. Uh, the Fugitive In the Name of the Father The Piano And The Remains of the Day Yeah, I say none of those Not Schindler's List? No Why not? Is it, it, it's, it's a cinematic achievement If there was an Oscar category for like Best movie to be played during history class when your teacher wants to phone it in but still you want to have a valuable indelible lesson yes but in terms of like movies and I don't know I don't know if it's placed in cinematic history to, is, 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 is Oscar Olympic gold worthy it's important you know we're not we're not categorizing we're not awarding importance here the movie I watched the most from 1993 is Jurassic Park there's something to be said there I mean my pick from 1993 is Dazed and Confused yeah I think in terms of if you ask yourself you know there are Dazed and Confused is a better movie than Schindler's List yes but but I think what, what they what they share in common is how great movies can transcend narrative, right? The story of Schindler's List is not as important as the context, the the real history and the truth behind it. The beauty of Dazed and Confused is not, oh, wow, look at this young kid have, you know, a a great story and learn a lesson. It's it's, It's a slice. It's 
it's a perfect slice of life, a slice of human connection that spans age and era, but kind of looked in so close, you know, at at that very brief day and time, um, the last day of school, bicentennial, right? Was it 1976? That summer, Aerosmith is around before Steven Tyler's voice. It's just amazing. When I think of movies that, you know, I don't know. It's amazing. Can you let me have this, bro? I'll let you have this because it's not going to win the gold medal. Oh, yeah, we all know what's coming, but uh, is that the next year? I mean, is that have you year? seen Everybody Wants Some? I've never even seen it. I don't even know what that is. That is the Richard Linklater movie, the yeah, spiritual so the baseball sequel. One? Yeah, but we college. It. it was good. If you like baseball, it's not really about baseball. I liked it. Okay. I gotta, I gotta watch it. Some, a lot of people didn't like it, and I did got like some of my friends like really hated it. So I ended up not watching it. Peer pressure is a bitch, huh? I'm kind of a sucker like that. I'm bad. Oh, well, Linklater's movies have a lot of peer pressure in them. You should maybe watch them more closely. I love Richard Linklater movies. I'm a big fan. Slacker. Yeah, I had, I have like a bunch of his Criterion's. I had the Dazed and Confused Criterion on Blu-ray and. Listen, bro, having a bunch of criterions doesn't make you a film scholar. Well, I don't have them anymore. I sold them. You sold your film. I had a, I had like a, I had a bunch of Blu-rays that like were never even unwrapped. So I'm like, what am I doing with these? They're good to have. It's good to know they're there. Well, now I kind of wish I had them. Like when the internet goes out and like when a bunch of shit isn't on streaming, I'm like, man, I had this shit on, on physical and I sold it. I kept some, like, essential shit. Like, I kept my freaks and geeks and, and like, my... Season no, I got, two of Community. Yeah, I got... I moved you, dude. We, we unboxed. We, you, got, you, you got enough. We got enough. All right, we, we got can, enough analog. We got 1994 here. The winner, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. We got four weddings and a funeral. Nah, Dead. Dead to me. Um, my pick, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, and this might also be my silver medal pick. Quiz Show? No, this, Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, I mean, they're going to have to do a play-in. I mean, we don't need to get into it. In detail, but I mean, we can advance Pulp Fiction. We have to see, you know, is, is I think ninety, I think ninety five. We can give up a slot. I mean, what's so great about ninety five? Ninety five. You have Braveheart canceled. Apollo thirteen, which I'm not a big fan Out of. Here. Who cares? Space That's, race. For me, tense. like for me, Ron Howard peaked at Parenthood. Uh, and we got, uh, Babe, which was good. Babe's good. The Postman Il Postino, which I have never seen. But we have seen the trailer. And Sense and Sensibility, which is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I'd give Sense and Sensibility a medal. Yeah. I don't know if I'd give a medal, I'd advance it. Because he's got four. Let's get him out of there. So 95, you know, didn't open up a slot yet for Shawshank. Days and Confused is still hanging around. Um, and then 96, you got English Patient. No. 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 Fargo, yes. Ooh. All right. You know, I'll be honest. Jerry Maguire, Secrets and Lies, and Shine. <sighs> All right. Send someone to the gold medal match. Well, I'm sending Pulp Fiction to the gold medal match. Out of all those, I gotta send Pulp Fiction to gold medal. And then, who's your play-in for the gold medal match? Who's the semifinalist for you? Uh, you get one, I get one. So this is kind of playing in, playing for silver, not to give away, but it'll be hard to argue 
Brendo, whose podcast this is, Out of Pulp Fiction. I'm going to have to go with uh, Out of Pulp Should we just give the gold medal to Pulp Fiction and have the rest of this be a fight for silver? Yes, 100%. And why Pulp Fiction? Because Pulp Fiction stands the test of time. But it doesn't even have linear time. It doesn't even obey it. That's why it's so great. It's not. I will give it the gold if you can tell me what was in the briefcase. I think it was his soul. Whose soul? Marcellus's soul. But why, why does everyone want it so bad? Because it's a soul. Now I think it might have been gold, something gold, gold, gold monkey. I think it was doubloons. Like Adam's family style, like this is uncut doubloons. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it was shiny, whatever it was. I don't think it matters. What if it was an iPhone? <laughs> that would be nuts. So like if you were a good graphic artist and you know how they have three D you know, you can turn photos into three D, so it's like them looking at the shining briefcase, but like it's a 3D picture, and you can move it around to reveal what's in it. What 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 are you putting in there for for funsies? I think for, for funsies, and I I think the iPhone is funny. This is 1996, right? Yeah. What if it's the Pam and Tommy Lee videotape? <laughs> That'd be great. That's timely. Yeah. But there's like so many great iconic performances, so many great scenes, so many great quotes. Even like the cinematography, the soundtrack. It's one of the most iconic soundtracks of all time. I mean, QT soundtracks are all solid, but it's definitely like Stephen Wright's in there is like the voice, or is that Reservoir Dogs? Is he in Pulp Fiction? I think you're thinking of Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. So. To me, the soundtrack's inferior to Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs soundtrack is amazing. They're all great. His all his soundtrack his soundtracks are fucking great. I've seen Reservoir Dogs as a stage play with an all women cast. Hmm, that's cool. Well, like there was one dude. Derek got to see Hateful Eight as a stage play before it was released as a movie when he didn't think he was gonna film it. Oh. Sure, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Who was in it? Um, I forgot, but it was nuts. That would have been dope. Yeah, Derek's... Derek's gone to, like, QT Fest at the New Beverly. See, that's where I think, like, when people are like, post-pandemic, what happens to theater? What happens to stand-up comedy? Improv is like something like that. Like your friend has this experience that, like, one because it was rare, and two because it was live and just only happened there a few times. That magic, with or without a vaccine, people are still gonna be casting those spells, whether it's safe or not. You know what I mean? There's just you can't bottle that up. You can't throw it on Zoom and expect. Expect people not to crave that connection. No matter how good the podcast is. Yeah, I gotta... Gotta get that vaccine so I can get out there. I wanna go to all the live shows there are. But right now there's like... Country. And just, I don't know, man. It's crazy out there. But anyway... So, so what's our silver medal match? Silver medal match. Now you get a. Now you get one. I get one. This is really tough. Um, because for me it's between Fargo and Shawshank. I think you're right. I think you're right. But then you got your dazed and confused. I'm making a move. I'm calling dazed and confused bronze. Okay. But then he also has Sense and Sensibility, which is really fucking good. Written by a woman? Yeah. But you have Shawshank. I think Shawshank... I mean, it's like... 
Is it the argument for or against narration as a crutch? Is it the argument... Because, you know, I think... I, I, better better film commentators and I have made the comment that, like, narration is a, is a, is a cheap... It's like, no, nah, that criticism is hack. I mean, think of all the great movies. Princess Bride. Uh, fucking Shawshank. Uh, Goodfellas. Blade Runner. There's a lot of great movies with narration. Yeah. But I don't know. Is it... What's the word? Is Shawshank... I mean, you can't even say it's too cute. Because, I mean, it goes to prison rape. Yeah. doesn't romanticize it. No. I mean, in prison, he wants to... I mean, cops are bastards in it. Yeah. I mean, that stands the test of time. Like, if you think all cops are bastards, prison guards are monsters. So, I mean, there's no women in it. Except for Andy Dufresne's wife. And what happens to her in the opening scene? She dies. Why? Because... Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. But she was... So it's kind of like, I think for that alone. I mean, you can have a story about prison and and have women in it. Well, and I'm going to have to go with Fargo because it's one of the best female characters of all time. Yeah, I'm very... And also, you know, is Fargo... What is it? What kind of... what, What genre is it, that movie? I mean, it's, it's a Coen a, Brothers movie. It's a Coen Brothers. It's it's hilarious. It's it's really funny. It's graphic. It's also really violent. It's really dark. It's really sad. It's really it's like everything. I mean, um, William H Macy was Michael Scott before Michael Scott. Yeah. And Steve Buscemi in that movie is fucking I mean, amazing. Do you and want to throw Fargo in the ring of Pulp Fiction? Is there a chance there? No. There's no chance. Not. I mean, there's a. Chance, but little giants, you know, little giants is one out of a hundred. But you know, if I'm throwing Pulp Fiction and Fargo into a movie ring, I'm thinking maybe you know, maybe two out of thirteen times. I've definitely seen Pulp Fiction more times, but I like them. I like Fargo a lot. I mean, Fargo's. But as a film, like we, I can just you can just think of the one sheeter, the poster. You can just think of the snow, yeah, and like it takes you because you've been. Well, I mean, I've lived degrees. in that. I've lived there. I mean, the sound of those boots in the snow, just the whole snow. I mean, I've been that the scraping, like, like scraping the snow. It's quotable too. Ah, oh, he was funny looking. No, just general sort of. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, Buscemi was all over the 90s, but this was, like, one of his top five. Top three, I would say. Well, I mean, he... Coen Brothers and Buscemi are, like, golden, so... Very happy with that as a silver medalist. And I... I mean... Shawshank... Versus... We can give... We can, we can give Dazing Fuse of Bronze. I mean, just thinking of how that movie was marketed, it was marketed as, like, a stoner comedy. Yeah. And even as a 17-year-old, it, it took my breath away. And for that... And then that guy was in Waking Life and not much else. Yeah. He was. But I mean, it was like that was the other thing too. Is they 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 captured, you know, that that period of pubescence. You know, the way that like people are getting really oh, yeah. into puberty right now between pen fifteen and what's the animated one? Big mouth. Big mouth. But like. I like that they cast it so that... Because, like, high school was crazy because you had dudes that looked like Wiley Wiggins and his friends who looked like... Yeah. Who looked like, you know, androgynous little 
little little. But then you had your like. But then you had Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's running around with paddles, and and that's what high school was. And and as much as people doubt, like that came straight out of Richard Linklater's high school. Like that shit happened. I've listened to Q and A's where he talked about it. Like the paddling. The paddling is real. All that shit is real. Well, I mean, there was a dude who was in my health class because uh, RJ. No, uh, and he was he was a transfer because he was on not a party to it, but he was on that baseball team where like some dude in like you know nineteen ninety eight. Uh, you know, as a hazing ritual. Oh, the hazing. Got like a bat or something shoved up his ass. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. So, yeah, I believe it. I have no no trouble believing it. Every every high school in America, no matter the size, there's always these stories. Like, I had a girlfriend who went to a, like a tiny little, you know, Jewish high school of like seven people in her graduating class. And even her stories are crazy. Stories about like, oh, did you hear that, you know, Maggie Sue had to go to the hospital again because, you know, her boyfriend for the second time ripped her anus because they're only doing butt stuff because the Lord Jesus doesn't count. And like, you know, that's like a joke you hear on the road. Like, that, like road hacks are like, it doesn't count. It's like, no, no, no. That, that, that's coming from a real person in multiple communities. Who's too afraid? Yeah. Anyway. What were the other crazy things that happened at our high school? I remember there was an AP cheating scam. There was hazing. I remember Mike, the Gary Berman, yeah, I said names, got caught cheating on a major English assignment senior year. Like, the, remember, like, the author project? Yeah, was the author year. project, junior year. Yeah. It, he, he just used... Someone's from another classes, like another teacher's period, and they got caught because they didn't think the teachers like cross referenced it. They used to use the same project, and I just never remember. Like, so does he get like fired now for being president of student council? No. Does uh, his grades suffer? Probably not enough to keep him out of the schools that he wanted to go to. And most importantly, I, you know, I was one of those chip-on-my-shoulder honors English kids who, like, weren't in the other honors classes, so I wanted to show, like, these tryhards, like, I can, yeah. I can do this. I just choose not to. And so I, like, it was a tough A, but I got an A, and the teacher hated me because, like, these whining AP nerds would, like, literally, like, barter for their grades, you know, just, like, grades are assigned. Their line would start, people advocating, like, I need this grade, I need that grade, I was just like, I would be mean to the class. And then the teacher would be like, Carson, you're so mean to your students. She would like pull me outside in tears. And I'm just like, I'm mean to them because they think you're an asshole. Because they're taking advantage of you. Anyway. That guy got got cheating. And this teacher on the last day of class was like, Gary Berman, such a pleasure. Let me sign your yearbook. And that same teacher to me was like, and Carson... You should just be very grateful that I grade objectively. Jesus. Like, I didn't cheat. Who was that? I didn't cheat in your class. That was Miss McCabe. She was like a brand new teacher. Oh. She was like a little curvy, but, you know, like young. Mm. And so, like, of course, like me and all my horny friends had like this weird crush on her. I got kicked out of AP English and sent to regular English, and then I just kind of was like... How do you get kicked out of AP English? Because I didn't do any of the work. Isn't Okay, so you failed. Yeah, but they wouldn't let me... They wouldn't give me any chances. Yeah. And I, I tried to pull the, like, my brother broke his neck card, and it didn't work. And What? If I if my broken neck can't get you a few <coughs> sympathy grades, and then I ended point? up in regular English and just like tuned out and got an A plus, and like even Mr. Carlton was like, "Why are you in this class?" And I was like, "I, I flunked APs." Like, oh, Brendan, Brendan. Yeah, but I didn't flunk because I got a C, but I didn't get to take it anymore. Those seats are hard, man. Yeah, I remember Sherry was in my class. I should have, like, had her help me. No. You should have done the work yourself and and developed a work ethic. 
Yeah, I don't have a work ethic. Yeah, I noticed, bro. I noticed. You know who else doesn't have a work ethic? You? Yeah. Where do we get that? that Well, it comes from victim identifying as a victim it's like I don't, we're, I'm a victim of my tragic circumstances I'm sad my dad died uh, the world will take care of me and it did the world did take care of us and because of that we didn't have to be like okay well if I want something it's kind of like well I can like use my sad circumstances and get by you know I can be a parasite and like survive but I can't stand on my own two feet because you know the world has been given to me it's a it's it's complicated because you can be the beneficiary and recipient of privilege, and even after that privilege is stripped away, and even though you're challenged with mental health, you still fucking gotta, you know, take out your fucking bathroom trash once a week, bro. Every week. Once a week. Every week. You know, and every week you gotta clean your bathroom floor mat, and every week, I every day I gotta do laundry. It's just fucking... That's what life is, dude. It's not... It's not watching movies with your bro till the sun comes up. It's fucking sweating, doing chores, making dinner, wiping diapers, rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat, and then you die. That fucking sucks, dude. Do you know what else sucks? Not pulling your weight and then complaining and being like, man, it sucks, dude. Because everything that's awesome that's ever happened to anybody came as the result of either fortuitous privilege, which we've cashed in to some degree, or... A whole fucking lot of sweat. I've always asked myself, how come I didn't, like, really accomplish what I wanted to accomplish when it comes to stand-up comedy specifically? And it was because I I love shortcuts and not working and being okay with uh, just being fine, you know? Because I saw what excellence is, and I... It's the same thing. The same reason I dropped out of honors geometry the first week is the same reason I decided, you know what? Maybe it's better to be not the least funniest person at this open mic than to strive and try and be the best six months later. Work ethic, bro. That's that's a terrible thing to lack. Yeah. And to combine that with depression, it's, uh, you know, it's hard. That's why I think it's so important that we work out at least three or five times a week. Because we are work in out. We are late in life developing work ethic. I'm proud of the, the gym spots. I'm proud of Fold's gym. <laughs> this is... Aren't you proud of working out? I guess. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's working out. It's not easing out. Yeah, I guess. Because it's like, oh, if I work out more, I gotta do more laundry. If I work out more, I gotta do more showers. Yeah. These are things I hate about working out. This is like the saddest podcast we've ever done. It's the best one we've ever done. We did it. Oscar Gold goes to Pulp Fiction. Oscar Silver. Loving it. Enjoy your silver medal, Fargo, Francis McDormand, and the bronze. I'm always trying to throw some love to the comedy. And our special special effects award, I mean, really, Jurassic Park is the only real contender. Forrest Gump is pretty much a decent achievement in special effects. And you got, I mean, that's it, really. All four years, just Forrest Gump and... We got Babe, Independence Day. Babe was pretty amazing. I mean, what they did Twister was, was didn't even win. Twister, Twister was pretty cool. Twister yeah, that cow. a bronze for me. Just for the cow? Just for the trailer. Because the trailer was like a proof of concept that like ended up being like... Some of that was in the final cut. But yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park to this day. It holds up. It holds up. It still holds up. It shouldn't. And it does. Cause S- like, same reason Aliens does. Well, they combined practical with CG in a way where it holds... Like, they can, people can learn from that to this day. 
you look at like Peter Jackson where he combines like the use like in Lord of the Rings like miniatures and all that stuff with the CG just adds that extra reality to it when you go pure CG yeah so we already missed because I mean the previous Olympics it's obviously Terminator 2 right oh without a doubt I mean without a doubt Terminator 2 but Stan that's Winston, not quality. It's not qualified for this Olympics. No. So you also have interesting year, 1992. Death becomes her one, but it beat Alien 3 and Batman Returns, which is pretty surprising. Because Batman Returns, you got all those penguins. When I think of the visual effects of Batman Returns, you know what I think of? What, the Batmobile? I think of the black blood that, like, Oh yeah, Danny DeVito drools as the penguin. That's visual. That's an effect. Yeah. Well, that was don't need CGI. And then '93 Jurassic Park did beat. I mean, this could also be a metal contender. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. That's silver from that previous Olympics. Because I mean, we just watched that and that animation. That's some of the best animation ever. Yeah. I mean, there's Henry Selleck. Definitely deserves a lot of... You should watch the movies that made us documentary about Nightmare Before Christmas. It's really good. Because it gives... They interview Henry Selleck. Because he... A lot of people don't even know that he directed that movie because it's Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Directed by Henry Selleck. Yeah, but Tim Burton got it made. He wasn't even there through most of the filming. He was it filming Batman exist Returns without him. That's true, but it wouldn't exist without Henry Selleck because Tim Burton was filming Batman Returns while he was filming Nightmare Before Christmas. Listen, I hope that as a the credited director, you know, I'm sure there's a minimum number of percentage points that and Mr. Selleck got, and I'm sure he's very happy. I hope he's finally getting money off of that. You know, those Disney accountants, they could be like, well, the movie never made money. I don't know. Peter Jackson had to sue to get his Lord of the Rings money, which is crazy. That wasn't Disney. Yeah, that's true. But, um... So we'll be taking a look at uh, 2000... Next. Oh shit, we're going millennial. Yeah. I mean, 1999, I will argue, is the best year of cinema. Well, I got some beef with 2000's Oscars, so. Is that Brokeback? No. No, that is uh, the year Gladiator won. Oi, yeah. Oi, I can't wait to get to it. But this, like, uh. Yeah, we're getting in there. I'm so old that I consider 2000 and 1999 to be contemporary. I'm like, oh, contemporary cinema. <laughs> no. That's like oldies. Well, it's been fun because our house guest, Justin Ehrman, um, is was born in 1992. And we're like talking about the L.A. riots, like reminiscing. Yeah, but it's like his dad was, a, I guess, or no. His dad's kind of like the bridge. Yeah. Because he has a young dad, well, so therefore... Is his dad a Gen dad, Xer? His dad I thought was cool. It was kind of like our stuff. I don't know. It's probably a Gen Xer. Probably. Because if you're born like in the... Because your dad would have been born like in the 70s? Six. I don't know. Well, anyways. Um, and what else are you watching? You're, re- you're reading a book right now. I'm reading two books right now. Well, what two books? The Beastie Boys book. How's that? I don't know. I think they said it best. They're like, it's kind of a bummer that uh, uh, Adam Yock died before this book came out. We've got to make this book because he would have been a good creative force behind it. And I think I agree with that assessment. Oh, that sucks. Because, I mean, I mean, the BC Boys, I mean, they became rock, star, rock, rock stars when they were, like, teenagers. Yeah. And... <laughs> So if you're looking for, like, revelatory depth or a struggle, you're not ever going to find it. If you're going to get, like, what if, what if some, like, creative, like, party guys who could rhyme well became millionaires? They did become, like, 
they went from being like party rappers to like more serious and socially it, conscious. And that was all coming from that was driven by the Beastie Boys dead. Yeah. So, so you got like so like Shredder's dead, the mastermind. So now you got Bebop and Roxy like telling his telling the story of the Foot Clan. That's what's going on. That's too bad. No, but it's also like it's well. There's a lot of pictures, but it's just kind of like, yeah. Well, maybe I, I'm just cracking into it. And then you're reading a fantasy book, sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi. Children of Beowulf. Children of Grendel. I don't know. I think it's Children of Beowulf. Children of Beowulf. It's cool. It's really like you know with sci-fi, the trick is like. Oh, what are they using sci-fi to like sh- you know, bring a mirror up to? And this book, it's like, oh, there's a colony on this planet. Um, there's the generation of folks that you know were born on Earth, and they're they're having quite 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 the schism with 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 the young kids with with the starborn generation. So it's all about like intergenerational strife, and you know. In light of, you know, everyone dunking on boomers and millennials getting shit on by whatever's after. You know what I mean? So it's fun. Um, but it's like, you know, space colony, young upstarts, great. Can't wait to see where it goes. The new generation wars. There's eels. There's giant eels that might be more than what you they see. You love giant snake things. Well, like sandworms. I mean, hello, Beetlejuice, Tim Burton. Yeah. Beetlejuice was my first sandworm. Not Doom. Um, tremors. I'm not really reading then anything. Tremors. Oh, yeah, Tremors. Graboids. I'm not really reading anything right now um, except, like, random articles. And then I... And we just wa- I watched the Britney Spears documentary... We watched a bunch of documentaries the other night. I watched the Britney Spears documentary... Watched the, the I, photographer, the, one, the Rob, what was his name? Maplethorpe. Oh, yeah, Robert Maplethorpe. Maplethorpe. You're saying it wrong, dude. They said Maplethorpe in the document. Uh, it's Mape, It's Robert Maplethorpe. Okay. Well, that was a good documentary. Lots of, lots of. You can say it, dicks. Lots of dicks. He took pictures of dicks, uncut dicks, big dicks, people getting fisted. Yeah. I remember learning about him in my art appreciation class. At Biola. It was pretty progressive. Well, it's not very progressive then. I'd be like, see, gays are evil. Look at this guy. And it was in a positive light. They didn't say that. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, that's how they would have taught it at... Uh... No, you actually stand by. You, you don't think they'd do that at the College of the Bible? You transfer- oh, They don't have art appreciation. Their art is the devil. Like stained glass. That's art, right? <laughs> um, and then I watched uh, Alex Winter's documentary, Celebrity This Star Kids. Mm, mm-hmm. Celebrity Kids. It was, and that was really good. Um, it featured uh, a lot of Mar Wilson, Todd Bridges, um, since he's the only surviving member of the different strokes cast to kind of cover that. They talked about Gary, Col- Gary Coleman and Dana Plato a bit. Remember when Gary Coleman ran for uh, mayor? Or governor. Governor. Yeah. That was like him. Uh, I think Ron Jeremy ran because um, uh, Mary Carey, that porn star, ran. And uh, Arnold. That was how Ar- Arnold won then that circus. I remember I was um, staying at a youth hostel on the East Coast, and, like, you know, when you're at a hostel, everyone kind of knows where you're from, and just being, like, I felt like, I guess I never, you know, when, when like, kids are embarrassed by their parents, I was, like, people, I, I have this memory of, like, this friend of mine from China being, like, hey, you, you're from, you're from California, what are you idiots doing? This, <laughs> this guy, I'm, like, I listen... Uh, they're recalling the, it's Pete Wilson he's bad but the and yes he's he's a, he ran as a Republican yeah that was what was weird I was just like I don't know man it's like 
Bush? I don't know. These Bush years are crazy. Well, that would, then it tied into the whole... Because Wilson was a patsy for the Enron. He went down for Enron. The, I mean, when, once those rolling blackouts started happening... That sucked! I remember that shit. Being like a store and the power go out, and you're like, well, I'm not waiting three hours for these idiots at Target. I remember Target being to... at school and the power would go out. It was just Texas fucking with us. Yeah. At least that's the story I... Enron, told. the smartest guys in the room. That's a good documentary right there. That'll make you really mad. I'm salty enough, apparently. I'm sorry, bro. You just... Well, you know... Uh, I'm allowed to be salty, and... It's good to be reminded that, hey, man, it's not a space to live. But, you know, I, I just look at, like, this hair here that fell, and I'm like, that's disgusting. It's, it's the, that's what's wrong with my life, and that's not it. It just happened. I don't want to look. I know. My hair's falling out. Well, welcome to the club, bro. Um, I think it's maybe, like, I've been working out so much that, like, I got testosterone again flowing, so... I'm just kind of like I'm just like I'm getting so buff that like I'm I'm becoming like a heel. Maybe I need to take a testosterone supplement from like Ryback or something. Do you want to have a heart attack? No. Do you want a stroke? Because taking some weird GNC testosterone pill. Oi. 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 <laughs> Oof. Um, I like your shirt, bro. Yeah, I'm wearing your Point Break Comedy and Sandwich and Meatball Sandwich Festival 2019 t-shirt. Designed by Cat Buckley. That's cool. So this was your comedy show festival. I uh, co-produced it. With Cat Buckley. She no longer talks to me. He alienate everybody. Well, I mean, have you met her mom? <laughs> I mean, this one, I wasn't perfect, but... I mean, you tell me, like... Cat was a comedian who I was familiar with, who I knew was a great graphic designer. I was like, oh, I want to hire you as a graphic designer, and you're doing so much... You know, I consider you a co-producer of the festival, and it wouldn't have happened without her, or it would have been very shitty, if at all. And then the second year, I was like, "Are we doing it again?" And this was like a Facebook message, and I didn't get a response for like a month. I'm like, mm. "It's coming up," and then it was like, uh, kind of like, "Well, it's at the Fun House, and the Fun House has its problems, and it's been it's had multiple problems," and I was like. Ugh. Do I have to, like, you know, justify my affiliation with Funhouse again? And also I was going through the gallbladder surgery and was very high on... This is just contextual. I had gone the gallbladder surgery, and, like, for, like, two days I was, like, off work. And I was, like, literally high on opiates. Because they still give you the good stuff when you have gallbladder surgery. Yeah. And I was in this crazy manic phase. Like, I just had a surgery... So I'm happy to be alive. And it's like, man, it sucks. Damn it, cat. It's not doing this. Well, I guess I better go do it myself. And, you know, I had paid for and cat was compensated, you know, um, for her work as co-producer. Um, I paid her more than anyone who's not a headlining comic who's on that shirt. But then year two, when she was like, well, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't be affiliated at the fun house. And it's like, well... I see all the issues with the fun house. This latest thing is literally news to me, you know, as you're kind of going through this, I'm committed to the fun house because I've already signed on board to do point break again. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to try and make something happen. Um, and I started, you know, updating the website that she built that I paid for and she deleted it when she found out I was updating it. And I was like, this is so disrespectful. Uh, and I was like, whoa, whoa. I'm just trying to keep it alive. It was amazing. You know, it's not worth it. 
I'm not doing it. And still, like, still some heated feelings. And I'm like, fuck. That's rough, man. But the other day, though, not doing the festival was such a blessing. Well, he would have been screwed. I would have lost thousands of dollars because the festival was scheduled for, like, the first week of the COVID. Yeah. (laughs) So anytime I see the shirt, I'm simultaneously reminded, and I wear it all the time. One, it's a cool-looking shirt. Cat did a great job, but I'm also like, oh, I'm a fuck up. But, um, you know. You're talking to a guy whose best friend of 20 years doesn't talk to him anymore, so. What's that look? Nothing. Just yeah, like you looked I'm at me. You were like, you looked at me like this, like, see? See? This is my sad story. This is how I survive. Sad story to sad story. I don't know, man. We're alive. Yeah. We got a podcast. Yeah. You just bummed everybody out. It's alright. All I need is your love, because I love you, bro. I love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Don't sleep on the couch tonight. Love you, bro. Love Love you, you, bro. bro.